This is the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma, coming to you weekly with your wedding worries or dilemmas, which we will help solve. From time to time, we'll also be joined by special guests from the wedding industry or couples in the middle of planning their own wedding. If you have a wedding worry or dilemma you would like our help solving, please get in touch by using our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. this week's episode of the I Do Crew podcast. This week, Emma and I are talking all things wedding catering, wedding cakes, our favourite subject of food. Um, We love food, don't we, Emma? We do. And I actually was thinking before we recorded this, I should have probably had some dinner because I'm going to be talking about all the yummy food and my stomach's going to be growling the whole time. <laughs> Extra. Although, um, should we start with your wedding? I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but to find out about how you even started looking at what your catering options were, how did you decide what you're going to do? How did it all begin from your perspective? So, food was one of the most important things in our wedding. Um, one, because we like food, but two, I had been to a few weddings where I spent quite a lot of the day hungry. And so it it made me really conscious that I didn't want anybody to be hungry. Um, and I did see our wedding as a big party, a big like dinner party. So food was high on the agenda. So once we picked our venue, we looked at the approved suppliers that came with our venue um and we had a few conversations with them a few of them and we just picked the one that we got on best with and worked out what we she could create and we liked from that so we just used the approved suppliers um because I didn't know better um I think now I probably would have looked a bit wider you don't have to pick an approved supplier it's just easier for everybody else involved but probably would have looked a bit wider but I probably wouldn't have done much different food wise to be honest how did you did you contact on their recommended list and then did you sort of narrow it down to your favorite yeah just by personality though not by just the one that I liked best you know, we talked to them and I felt safer with that one. So we picked, we picked it. And it didn't matter what menu they had. No, because they all were, because the venue I was in, you had to hire in the kitchen. They had to bring their kitchen with them. So the one we picked had done that lots before. She knew exactly what she needed. So it didn't add too much on the price because she didn't have to source too much. She just sort of brought it with her there because the ovens and everything had to come in. Um, and she was really laid back. We talked about what kind of food we liked. She she thought that was a great idea. So it was literally just a, we didn't have a taste test or anything. And I didn't even really know they were a thing. Which what, is like a, they call it. There's a thing that they call it. My mind's gone blank. Where you sit down. Like food tasting? Yeah, I didn't have that. (laughs) Bit risky? It was a bit risky, but like like I say, we just sort of went with it. So I'm taking it you had a food tasting. Well, I mean, obviously there's a story behind our wedding caterers. I didn't really, I was a bit like, oh, I really want sharing platters because I started going down the Robin Hood Prince of the... So I wanted feasting food. So I wanted these big platters on the table where everyone would just help themselves. So I didn't I didn't take recommendations from real people. I went onto a comparison website for wedding, which... Um, I'm not sure if I would recommend because obviously this story didn't end well. And 
the caterer came recommended on the site. She had reviews written about her. And Ian and I had a, we, we booked with her and this was sort of, I don't know, half seven, eight o'clock on a Friday night. And it was a really good conversation. Similar, got on well with her. She was a bit eccentric, but really personable. And she kept saying things like, oh, I, I, I really like you too. And I'd, I'd really like to work with you so we can negotiate on price. We can negotiate on what we do. Um, so for the concept of having these sharing classes, blah, 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 we decided to book a tasting with her. And she £300 deposit to secure the date. And we arranged to do this wedding tasting somewhere near Twickenham so we'd driven up we'd got doggy daycare sorted we drove up it was early evening and I remember it being this really imagine if you built a restaurant on the front of your house with like four tables not even four tables I think we ended up sitting on one big table and then the kitchen out the back and that was it with a couple of parking spaces so it kind of seemed like it was just used things, but it also felt like somebody's like dining room. I don't know, but then with like a professional kitchen behind. Odd. That so should have been. Was it a restaurant? I don't know. Like a showroom type, food showroom type situation. Um, it wasn't very showy modern contemporary furniture and you know interesting ways to display the food and I don't know whatever else is contemporary I'm not very fashionable obviously but it it kind of felt like if you were maybe a caterer you'd have your professional kitchen out the back and it was quite big and then you would have like a test run of your restaurant or whatever you want to call it people that you know that was kind of the vibes we were getting from the site she was alone as as i expected she still looked like the person that i knew that she was going to look like she um again chaotic but i just thought she's a chef like they, they're creative they are i've worked with chefs before as a waitress and they are uh you know, independent, strong-willed, creative minds. Then the food started coming out quite slowly, but I thought she was in the kitchen. She hadn't really prepped a lot, so she was sort of making it as she went. A lot of food came out that she'd catered for. Then it was just Ian and I sat out the front. She, the first thing that I was a bit, oh, God. Um nip out and take a quick phone call while while you're east not while you're tasting the starters yeah no problem that's fine it's just like oh actually i'm just gonna nip out for a cigarette hope that's okay well, didn't want to lie to you i'd rather the professional lie than the truth yeah oh no and, that's red flag for me and then the whole the tasting she had this mug with her it became clear as we were leaving that it'd been full of red wine the whole time and she'd just been topping it up as she went, going out for a little smokes and then coming back with red wine and she just deteriorated throughout the tasting. We ended it by sort of saying, I'm 100% sure, mainly because her behaviour, can you trust her, is she going to turn up on the day? I don't, I don't, I've kind of lost all trust here, but yeah she's drunk i didn't want to then angry cater in your wedding do you no don't want a drunk person catering my wedding no so I sort of lost trust ian was doing his thing just sort of firming up next steps she said go away and think about it and let me know which is what we did thought about it on the drive home decided called her a couple of days later just to say I'm really sorry we're happy to pay for the tasting but unfortunately we won't be continuing with you as our wedding caterer circumstances have changed blah 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 
she was livid. She had thought in her mind that uh, that she had said to us that we had confirmed if you if you leave today, then that's your confirmation of booking me for the wedding. If not, Unless... I'm going to hostage. No, right now. Okay, crazy. That's not even a normal thing, is it? You have to give people grace to make a decision outside of being in your living room while you're drinking. And smoking. And not that there's anything wrong with this, but when I don't know why, but I think I popped a couple to the kitchen and I saw that she'd got her um there was like this dry cured bacon that she chopped up on top of scissors which I thought she'd done herself but no she bought that from co-op chopped out scissors and just sprinkled it on the top I don't want to see that I want to see the illusion so yeah. that was wedding caterer number one. Oh no then I, <laughs> then I often I was scared after that because I didn't know what I didn't know where this could end. We basically went with wedding caterer number two, and yes, we we did do a tasting, and that's every other Wednesday because it's Pete House. That's what we call it. Um, so every other week is is a wedding tasting, and she was so good obviously because we knew her for like the last sort of two years probably up until the wedding she was going to do our canapes she was going to do sharing anti-pasty boards on the tables as starters then she was going to do pizza buffet and pasta salads and it all came out at such a reasonable price that i in and i thought she'd got it wrong so we asked her to check her pricing just to double check that everything that we had said she'd captured yeah we cases for 80 people and it came in under 2500 that's amazing and it was there was a lot of food too it wasn't like um she'd given small portions because of the pricing or anything there was a lot of food and at the end because you you kind of we sat around didn't we and we had our anti-pasties and there was a board per table and they were continually filling it up with bread as it as it um went down and then it was like more like a pizza buffet style, wasn't it? Where you could get a few slices of all the different uh, flavors. And there was so much pizza left at the end that she was just she was just continually making the pizzas in the van um, until people stopped eating. So you could really have your fill. You weren't like half a pizza each, and then that was she just kept kept making them. It was a yeah that was that's an amazing price. Yeah, and. I ended my second day. It was probably like one, half one o'clock in the morning and I was eating cheesy garlic bread in my bride pajama, just opening all of my cards. It was honestly one of the greatest moments. Yeah. The one thing that I really liked about my caterer, the food was awesome. I didn't have much because my dress was too tight. And if you've listened to the podcast before, I kind of missed dinner because I was lying down outside having a little rest but everybody said the food was really good but she was really she was really honest so we had I had this idea that we would have we had like a, a roast dinner and I wanted each table for there to be like a carver so we'd have like a joint of meat and there'd be somebody with a little literally a chef hat on carving the meat um, and she said, yes, that's absolutely great. And then she went back and she started to think about that process, about how she would deliver that. She came back and she said, we can do we can do this, but I just want you to be aware of the things that I think might go a bit wrong here. Um, and it was more about the meat would take ages for them to carve and people would be waiting. She just thought the process would take too long for people and they'd be sat there and by that time their veg would have gone cold and you know all of that and so she she really thought about trying to make it work and she was honest enough to say I don't think it's going to and that, that we listened to her and it and it worked out really well I did quite have the the sort of the thing of all the little chefs standing up but it was fine because everybody was eating warm food which was more important 
so she like she was honest with our ideas and she told us what she thought she and she said I will do it but I don't advise it and I thought that was really great because I think a lot mm. of people would because then they don't have to cut the meat do they and serve it and stuff so I thought that was really nice and we had chili for the evening and they were like big massive there was a vegetable vegetarian one and a, and a meat one and there was so much of it um yeah so I was quite happy with our, our choice in the end but and little chefs it just takes me back to Ian's favorite movie of all time Ratatouille as he calls the little rat little little chef I know that's it bit of yeah I you know, got them. I was going to have them little aprons and little chef's hats with like our name and stuff on, but that that plan did. I had quite a lot of them ideas, but they didn't all pan out. And what was also really nice was when they were doing the canapes. Often, when you're at canapé time, the bride and groom are off, aren't they? Having photos taken, and so they produced like a special bride and groom platter that had two of each canapé. And they had one of the the waitresses bring it over so we could at least try some of them because you often miss them, don't you? Because you're off having photos done. So, and it had like the special chalk message on the slate that it was on. It was really nice. Oh, that's nice. Didn't know that, we didn't know that that was a thing, but she said she does it all the time because you don't eat otherwise. Yeah, that's I like the chalk message. That's nice. So no, then. Great. Tell everybody said it was really nice. Oh, oh, sorry. And we had fun with our desserts, so we couldn't decide what dessert to have. And um, so we had a dessert off. So I had I had um, eaten mess. So that was my dessert, and Jordan had apple crumble and custard. Um, and you've got a little one of each on your dessert. And then the caterer monitored how much leftovers was coming back. And the one with the least amount of leftovers coming back was the winner. I, I've eaten mess one. So I'm the winner of the dessert challenge. <laughs> Did the crumble come with anything? Was it like apple crumble and custard or? Crumble and custard. Um, so you had like a little, I think if I remember rightly, it was like a little glass ramekin of eaten mess. And then there was a little tiny sort of shallow dish with a little apple crumble with some custard already poured on. And then, so you had like little, two little, little desserts and they were monitoring which one came back. I think he shot himself in the foot there because not everyone likes custard. No. And also it was, it was a summer's warm day but you know that's his favorite and he to mess his mind so i'm the winner of everything ever have you ever had any wedding catering scenarios when they've gone wrong can you remember can you think back and you're like oh no no nothing where it's like inedible or anything's gone particularly wrong i just i just don't think you get enough food at a lot of weddings because you know you've been you've often left your house at 10 o'clock maybe for a 12 o'clock ceremony you get two two um canapes each by the time that they've gone round and and then you get like a small pork shop with a tiny bit of mash and like some dew thing and it's just not enough food for the whole day as well as you drink in you're on your feet you're you know you're doing a lot of talking and there's nowhere that you can go to like get a snack or unless you bring like a cereal bar in your bag but so I just don't think sometimes some caterers don't give you enough food you need to soak up the alcohol I was talking to somebody the other day who was a wedding planner and she at a venue and she said to me that the food was so awful gone out to get a mcdonald's and when they were clearing up the room that evening the mcdonald's wrappers were part of the clear so embarrassed yeah as a, as a bride and groom you'd be embarrassed because 
you've made the wrong decision so you'd feel embarrassed as a caterer if you saw people like just after dinner going off in their cars and coming back with a coke and, a, and some chips you'd be like oh dear you i went i love running so i've been to a few and this was probably the lovely couple we were a I think we were invited maybe four to six weeks ahead of the wedding so we weren't on the original list that's fine by me because I love a good wedding so whatever um and this wedding was on a significant budget there's nothing wrong with that uh they had a wedding ceremony in a, I'm not going to say what chain hotel but in a chain hotel because it's an affordable option for those people who are doing their wedding on a budget they offer really good styling packages you get your celebrant included blah 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 um they then had their wedding reception at a really nice barn and the the wedding breakfast was a beige buffet but because they hadn't I don't remember any canapes because they went straight into sit down speeches and I don't remember any canapes so because people are really hungry I'm the kind of person I'm just going to wait I don't want to queue for the buffet I'll just let everybody go and then I'll go towards the end when the queue's a bit smaller rookie mistake because everybody was starving so everybody ahead of us had literally piled high their plates of food so by the time my table decided to get up and go there was nothing left Literally like a sandwich here, a chicken nugget there. Oh. And then the evening food, the Tesco delivery man wheeled it through the wedding reception at like five, half five. Nothing wrong with doing that. I think it's a great idea because supermarkets like Waitrose, Sainsbury's M&S do deliveries of catered food like cold food which I think is a great idea if you're on a budget because it's super cheap but also they bring it on platters so you don't have to worry about plating it or anything but the Tesco delivery man wheeled his Tesco delivery trolley through the wedding reception I thought no no you, you could have used the back door actually and actually who there should have been a groomsman, a bridesmaid, somebody spotting that and pushing him right back out and then unpacking it and bringing it in themselves. Mm-hmm. Bless them. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then most people left early too. Yeah, it's really, it's really hard doing that kind of DIY food. Because what um, my cousin had it, um, a sort of... I do barbecue in her house. Um, so we sort of decorated the house. We went to the registry office and we all came back and just had, you know, a, a party in her house in her garden. Um, and the groom, who's a really brilliant cook, um, and his mum pretty much did all of the, the cooking and they prepared loads of it the day before. So it was all about just bringing it out and putting it on the tables. And it was, it was one of the hardest things is working out how much you need to cater for so they had um where they live is up north they have a local um, baker who makes these huge um pies so that was like it was amazing so, and then so they had one of them and then they had um pasta salads and potato salads and sort of like a really nice beige buffet and they and and people were picking at that because it was out um people filled up on all of that and kept bringing it out because there was loads of food um but then we were like oh hang on because we were actually going to do a barbecue and he had all this really nice meat that he was going to barbecue with some of his mates but everybody was full up on all this beautiful sort of salad and everything that they then we didn't really do the barbecue and then that became the evening food because there was just too there was so much food so it goes from one what we just didn't know how much to make i think too much is definitely better than not enough yes yeah yeah and as a as a, is it a buffet you can't really monitor how much people are taking how can you you can't police that because no. i think they were all starving 
Yeah. But oh. there we go. You live and learn. They'll probably change their minds next time. So if you're a guest at a wedding and there's a buffet, don't leave it till the last minute. No, you'll... don't. You'll regret it. Like me. Um, I pulled together a few questions because I thought it would be helpful. So if Em and I did a wedding fair at the weekend um, and we were talking to quite a lot of couples who are just starting the process uh, of planning their wedding. And also a um, couple of the people that we spoke to have only recently got engaged in sort of finding the whole wedding planning process a bit of a minefield. So I thought I would pull together a few questions. I, I say a few. I mean, there's two pages worth of questions written down here on questions <laughs> that you should be asking your caterer in those initial conversations. And the first couple of questions, well, the first three questions are more about how to choose the right supplier, how to decide on a budget, and how can you trust the supplier. So obviously, do not trust. Go with your gut instinct, I would say, from a trust perspective. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not, which is definitely what Ian and I felt seeing our crazy fake barrister. She said that she was a, a barrister and that she would take us to court if we didn't pay the rest of the money. I was like, no, no, you're not, hun, no. You know, I googled you. Um, so yeah, if it doesn't feel right, I would say go with your gut instinct because most of the time you'll have a good feeling on the suppliers that are the best suit and best fit for your wedding. Mm -hmm. That goes for any supplier, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that also goes for the right supplier. The right supplier is the best supplier for your wedding and for what you want to do. So ultimately the fake barrister wasn't the right caterer for me and actually pizza van wednesday is a staple in our house so it really felt like that should be part of our wedding yes so deciding on budget how did you decide um on how much of the budget was going to go into the food um we were really led by our venue so our venue helped us quite a lot understand the the process so the venue manager um sort of helped us understand what we should be thinking about and what we should be paying um i can't actually remember the actual percentage but it went venue catering florist i think is the so we spent the most on the venue then it was the catering and then i think it was the florist but I, 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 we kind of knew what we wanted. We wanted a roast dinner and we wanted chilli in the evening. So as we were being quite specific, it, mm -hmm. what it was really. Mm -hmm. When I did mine, I did my overall budget, what I wanted to spend, what, yeah, what I wanted to spend, the figure I had in mind. Then I added 7K on that because that's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave me. And at the time I was thinking... 7k on top of that no way in hell am i spending that but i did ish bit less and then i sort of guessed on what proportion of that budget would go into what elements and i prioritized it based on my preference so i i wanted to spend less on the venue so that i could then put more money into the food the bar and the entertainment and then the photographer and videographer, because those are the two key things that I wanted to capture the day. And then I wanted to make sure that everybody had a good time. So if everyone's fed and has a good drink and the entertainment is great, it's going to be a good wedding. Yeah. And then the catering obviously came in under budget, which was great. Yeah. And then we had a bit more to spend on our evening food. Yeah. I, I actually forgot about photographer. So it went, it went venue, catering photographer then i did i just noted down some questions that you want to be asking asking your caterer at the beginning of the process so obviously the first one is are you free on our wedding date or are you drunk are you alcoholic <laughs> yeah are you free are you drunk right now <laughs> and are you possibly going to be drunk on my wedding day yes cool Thank you. <laughs> Will you be catering for any other weddings on that day? That's a really good one. 
if they said yes, I probably wouldn't book them. No. Yeah, I yeah, I wouldn't either. Even if they say we've got multiple teams, I'd be like, but which one are you going to be at? Which one? You're obviously the head chef. Which one are you going to be at? Because if you're not fine, then I don't want you. And how do they decide who where they're going to be? Exactly. I think from something that you said, Em, have you worked with our venue before? So if they're bringing, if they need to bring their own kitchen, it's probably better if they've worked with that venue before so that they're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And they have to visit the venue and work out what kit they need, what kit's already there, all of that kind of thing. The thing with that also is not just them working it out, but you don't want to have the last minute charge of them having to hire another oven. Oh, sorry, that's another £600. We've got to hire another oven. Well, that's not really my problem. So if they've worked with that venue before, when they've given you your quote, they know all of that. So it's already included. So you get no hidden... Although, recently, a bride had that experience where they tried to add on an extra 500 quid or something in the week of the wedding because of the similar, oh, we need to actually bring this other piece of equipment. Well, you've worked at this venue before, actually. It's the week of the wedding, and no, I'm not paying that. No. He was a terrible caterer. Uh, what are your most popular dishes? I like that one, Jen. Look what they're good at. Yep. Yeah. The other one is, what do you like cooking? What's your favourite dish to make? Is there a bit more into it than if you're making them make sausage and mash and they hate it? Yeah. That's a good point. No, not the wedding where we're serving sausage and mash. <laughs> like, you can see my class level, can't you? <laughs> my immediate thought about, oh, sausage and mash. <laughs> um... Do you offer evening food? Covering off many bases with one caterer, it just makes your life a lot easier if you're uh, dealing with one caterer than several or two. Yeah. Although, Unless you're having, like, the vans. Yeah, I found that quite easy. To get, get a van in for the uh, breakfast and then a van in for the evening. Um, but if, if it's a kitchen, you don't want them to ha be having to swap over no i once um one of the first weddings that we ever did as a lichen and lights business mine and emma's wedding styling and prop hire company um i walked into the venue and the family were in the kitchen prepping the food for the following day i thought well i said what's uh what's happening in here I was just prepping all of the bits and pieces for tomorrow's work. I was like, are you catering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to save on costs, we're catering. We're cooking all of the meat at home. We're going to be bringing that in the day. Blah, blah, blah. So, How stressful. They weren't calm, that's for sure. No, and, and like my cousin, they did it all in their own house. So it was still stressful and it still took them away from... from their day but that's what they wanted to do and they were enjoying it but doing it in a different kitchen and having to ferry food backwards and forwards from a house to the venue and then finishing it off in the venue and it just has a different vibe doesn't it if you're doing it at home people expect that you might be on the barbecue or something but oh, I, can't, I can't even imagine I'd love to know I'd love to know logistically how it all panned out because obviously I only saw the day before with like a panic shopping and watching and blah, blah 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 I only saw that but the wedding I saw pictures from the wedding afterwards and the venue looked stunning and it was really it was just a really nice relaxed country vibe wedding so I can't imagine that they would have been flapping and stressing on the day I just can't imagine that um. Maybe no. I'll, I'll ask her and see how it all went. <laughs> Episode two coming shortly. Um, can I see some of your reviews? So I think it's always good to, if if you're not being recommended a caterer from somebody who has had them cater an event, 
you're also you're looking at their reviews online also be careful of those wedding comparison websites because they're obviously alive although somebody did ask me at the wedding fair if i ever if i left a bad review on this caterers on the site on the caterers area and i didn't i just didn't want anything to do with her but i probably should have Yeah. But just don't don't use her her name's Colette. uh moving on dietary requirements are they catered for and is it a set or bespoke menu do they do children's menus all of that kind of detail about the food that they're serving i think naturally you'd probably cover off in a conversation anyway Yeah. I would I the set menu thing is quite um be careful I would just offer a piece of advice to say be careful with that because if you go into uh, a wedding venue that has the caterer on site you can't pick the caterer you just get the caterer you're given they often have set menus so when you're looking at your venue read the t's and c's around it because they don't often they don't allow you to veer off the menu you've got a b or c And you've got to pick one and then there's a vegetarian option that they just plonk on the sides there's no room for you to be creative or if you wanted to swap the, the apple tart for you know ice cream i don't know they won't let you it is what it is so before if if there's an in-house caterer on your venue just read the t's and c's if you want something you know specific if you're quite happy just to have a set menu and it takes away the stress you just that's great but if you do have something specific in mind look at the t's and c's because you might not be able to have it Mm. yeah that's good advice because i never read the t's and c's neither do i <laughs> um more questions so do you provide silverware linen etc do you have a bar service so again trying to tie in your suppliers um to as few as possible because it just means that it's easier to manage set up time and servers and point of contact on the day so that kind of level of detail is something that i really enjoy um and you need to know who the point of contact on the day is going to be if it's not going to be the person that you've been liaising with um when do the final guest numbers need to be provided cancellation policy um that was my I mean, I would just add one about the tasting session. I didn't really realise that that was a thing. Um, but I got, I got lucky. We didn't have one and everything was great. Um, it could have gone the other way. So Yeah. maybe ask for one or what their policy is around that. I think sometimes they do them in joint, don't they? So they have an evening where they invite all the couples they're talking to and, and do it like that. It, you don't, it doesn't have to be a private one-on-one -on -one thing. Like you're amazing
people weren't eating it, so it got wrapped up in tissue and t t taken away like party bag style -y, like you're at a children's birthday party. <laughs> but everybody was, you know, when you're a bit drunk on the way home, a bit of cake's probably quite nice, isn't it? Probably not on the floor of your car, but... And what was your? Should we tell you? Yes. Sorry. Yes. So I didn't want to spend loads of money on my wedding cake if any, to be honest. So I called in a favour. Um, or I can't remember if I called in a favour or if Tyler actually volunteered. I'm not really sure how that... I can't really remember that detail. But okay. we decided to have... Um, we decided to have uh, brownies and millionaire shortbreads just so people could help themselves. I didn't want to do cutting of the cake. It's just I don't see the point. I'm not into the whole first duty or task as a woman I just it's not for me um and I wanted it to be a bit more relaxed than a official wedding cake because I know they're so expensive so but so we did that that was all the range and then Tyler was working out quantities for the amount of people we had a lovely um gifted uh what do you call it it's like a stacker cake, cake tower yeah that's right we had that gifted from uh, my sister-in-law's wedding because she bought a really nice one. So I just reused that. So I didn't have to pay for that. But I think about two, two and a half months before the wedding, I thought, mm, I do actually want to have a wedding cake. So I decided to get a topper made for the tower, which was carrot cake with uh, frosting. But I didn't want to cut into that cake. I just wanted to have the cake so that the pictures look nice. Put in the Mr. and Mrs. or whatever it said, cake topper. I think it actually it was it said love in like a circle, and one of them broke, so we had to get a new one. I mean, it, it was more stress than it was worth. But then the cake was intact because we didn't have caterers in the evening chopping it up and handing it out because I didn't want that. I wanted to take the cake home and eat it over the course of the next four weeks, which is exactly what I did. This cake is mine. That's exactly what happened, yeah. Even went as far as there was no cutlery to even people to attempt to have a bit of cake themselves, wasn't no. there? I, I was very clear. <laughs> you leave. <laughs> I was very clear in the appearance of the cake that the cake, the, the actual cake at the top was not to be shared. There was no like big knife lying around. There was no napkins lying around. There wasn't like a chopping board to put it. I just didn't want that. I wanted it all for myself. Do you know the tradition between the top tier of your cake? Aren't you meant to freeze it for your baby's christening or something? It's normally a fruit. It's meant to be a fruit cake. And then you'll, you freeze it and then have it at your baby's christening, yeah. It will be frozen for a very long time. <laughs> I mean... I as fruit cake these days anyway do they and you can't really do that with a sponge <laughs> Ian loves a fruit cake oh well if you ask him oh what would you like as your birthday cake this year oh I'd love a fruit cake um it's May so no I make one fruit cake and that is at Christmas and the stress of that is enough you should say I was more thinking Colin the caterpillar yeah a, a vanilla tray bake which one <laughs> yeah you pick out of these two options because fruitcake's not on the list um we chatted to one of our supply friends over the weekend uh becky she's uh her handle on instagram is at heart cakes double t she sent over her tips and tricks on choosing your supplier and a few wedding cake hacks so i thought we'd hand over to becky for the next few minutes for her to tell us all things booking your supplier what she does as her business and some hacks that she um, has pulled together for us on those weddings on a budget. Over to you, Becky. Hi guys, cake hacks for your wedding. So, hey, my name is Becky. I'm a cake artist. My business is Heart Cakes and I'm a bride-to-be of 2025. I'm here sharing my wedding cake hacks for you to use and gain ideas from. So starting with faux cakes, most cake artists have many faux cakes to display at fairs and they keep them in house to show prospective clients. Uh, my idea is that you could approach them with 
your chosen artist to ask to either hire or buy said faux cake for that wow picture if you want the cake cutting photo but you don't have the budget to fulfill for a whole cake to be made so it could be like a three-tier faux cake that they have that they'd give you a price of a b or c on um, the cake artist can also supply a kitchen cake, which is also similar to a tray bake, which is uh, one of their cakes that can be ready to be cut out of sight. So you guess or believe that you're having the wow cake all along, but really you're just having their cake, but it's um, just from the kitchen. It wasn't the one on display. <laughs> Um, for me, if you were, I made you a faux cake and you returned it to me in good condition, the cost of the polystyrene tears would then be reimbursed um, as I can reuse them on other faux cakes. So the process of booking me is basically as soon as you have booked your venue is best get in touch and fill out my inquiry form so I can check my availability. Um, I'll then send you a second form to fill out for more details on your big day. Don't worry if you don't know all the details there and then because this can be edited into uh, late, at a later date for you to tell me wherever the, your florist is, um, who your photographer is, all the supplier details that you won't know there and then. Um, step two is my uh, next step is to create your quote. This will be sent to you via email along with a contract and a link to pay for save the uh, a link to pay your save the date deposit. Uh, this is a one hundred pounds uh, deposit and is deducted from your overall balance. Uh, step three is once the deposit is paid, I'll get to work on sketches on your designs and send them to you via email for your approval. Uh, this can be this can take up to several months depending on how much work I have on at the moment and if it's a uh, wedding season or not. Um, I would say about four to five months is my sweet spot at the moment. Obviously, it can fluctuate during what time of the year it is. Um, we can also have a design consultation during this time. So you send me over your Pinterest board, any ideas you have. I like to not take any photos of cakes. I would rather ha you send me photos of like your wedding dress, your flowers, the venue, because I like to get the, uh, the the vibe of the wedding rather than, you know, saying I want this cake, copy that one, because that's, that's a no-go for most cake artists. Most. Um, so step four, once you have been sent your cake sketch, uh, you have the chance to approve it. If you don't like it, if you want a few tweaks, there's an option to say, oh, you change you know, the shading slightly. Um, once we have set our sights on what cake we're having, um, I will then check with you every few months leading up to your wedding, usually uh, on the milestones, you know, like we'll celebrate the 100 day countdown, the 50 day countdown, the six weeks and then the one week. <laughs> Um, all that I'll be checking through seeing that you know are you okay do you need any help it doesn't have to be cake related I helped a couple the other month find their uh, wedding rings actually um, from glimira.com is where I got my uh, engagement ring from really lovely designs on there um, so step five which is the final step this is six weeks before your wedding this is where the remaining balance is due um, we will also then finalise any details that are missing, i.e. cake flavours that you haven't chosen yet. Um, I want to know the information of the coordinator on the day, if you have one, who's best to contact, because I don't want to be bothering you with, like, silly final details. I'd rather just talk straight directly to the coordinator or the venue. Um, I'll also then liaise with your coordinator and venue to arrange delivery and setup of your wedding cake and uh, the florist to finalise any florals that you may be having provided for your cake. I'll also check if they are okay and safe to go on your cake as um, you know, hydrangeas uh, carry cyanide in them so they cannot be placed on cakes as well as uh, gypsophilia um, as the pollen can actually cause a toxic uh, reaction to some people. So, you know, I will put the flowers on the cake and make sure they're cake safe to actually go in. <laughs> but yeah, that is me. Um, a few days after your wedding, I'll send you a, um, a lovely congratulations email to make sure everything went right. And then about a month or two later, I'll send out a feedback form. Um, this is just so, you know, I get to hear back from you guys and I get to see all the lovely photos of your wedding and see your reactions of like cutting the cake. It's like, it's really like the best part of seeing your reactions because I don't get to stay there for the whole day unless you want to invite me to stay there for the whole day then I would <laughs> right thank you thanks so much for that Becky that was really really good really really helpful as well I think for those couples who are starting their wedding cake planning process I I would have never ever thought of getting a faux cake that looks beautiful in the corner and then having your cake more like a tray bake cut up already i think that is absolutely genius 
And also, if you're, if I knew that that was a thing, I probably would have done that and also asked them for my very own cake topper to then take away so I can eat that in the same style as the faux we wedding cake. Yeah, I think, I don't know why everybody doesn't do that. Why is this nobody telling you about this? Because also, it, when you go to wedding fairs and you see the cake artists, like Becky is amazing, her cakes are amazing. And if you can, if you can just get her to do a fake one, she'll spend so much more time, she'll be able to spend so much more time making the outside of it look absolutely to perfection. Nobody needs to know that you're just eating a still lovely tray baked cake. Yeah. That has blown my mind. Amazing, isn't it? I think we'll probably <laughs> pop her we'll pop her handle um so you can have a look at her cakes uh, from her Instagram account on this episode. Details. Um but very useful. Yes. And don't put poisonous flowers in your cake. <laughs> Never heard of that either, so I'm glad she's keeping us safe. Oh, was there anybody left some cyanide with their wedding cake? Oh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to name any names of who I'd like to give that to. Um, and that's this week's episode. Em, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We're really, really grateful for all the support that you're giving us. Um, please subscribe, rate, and like our podcast on whatever platform you listen or you watch us on um it's really important just just means that you know we can see that you're there and we can see that you're supporting so su subscribe rate and like our podcast if you also want to keep up to date with uh, podcast news please follow us on instagram using the i do crew podcast handle and send us any dilemmas or questions that you'd like us to cover off next week we're talking all things wedding hacks on a budget but until then it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. You've been listening to the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma. Keep up to date with our podcast news by following our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. Thanks for listening. <laughs>